Today on the show, I'm going to respond to a viewer's comment that was made from last week's episode YouTube video. Please continue to support the podcast by rating and reviewing it on iTunes and sharing it with a friend. If you know someone that you think would enjoy this, share it with them. Help me get the word out. Also, I rely on the generosity from you, the listeners, to help support this program. Now that I've added video, it's a little more time-consuming and more expensive, so it would be helpful to cover some of these expenses. You can go to the storyofmepodcast.com, and on the contact page, you can make a donation. Give what you feel that you've received from this podcast. It could be the price of a yoga class. It could be more. Whatever you feel you've gotten from it. I'll also leave a link in the episode description. And you can also go to this contact page and send me your questions. I'd love to hear from you, some feedback from some of the episodes, or some questions about your own life that you would like answered on the program. And if you're listening to this, know that I also have the video on YouTube and Rumble, and you can go and watch it instead of listening to it. But it's just a solo episode, so it's me. I don't know how... Uh, good it's going to be because when I'm by myself and talking, most of the time my eyes are probably closed or I'm looking in strange directions because I'm thinking. And so I tried it this time. We'll see how it goes. You can critique it in the YouTube comments. All right. So now let's get to it. Beautiful am I. Bountiful am I, blissful am I, Waheguru, beautiful am I. Welcome to the show for new listeners and viewers. My name is Amarjit Singh and I am your host. For all listeners and viewers, welcome back. It's good to have everyone here again. I hope you all are doing well. I've decided to continue with the video, even though it's a solo podcast. I don't know how well it will work out because when I'm alone, I tend to close my eyes while I'm talking. And so you might just be watching me with my eyes closed, which will probably not be so interesting. I'll try to be a little more conscious of looking into the camera, but who knows how this will turn out. But the last episode was quite popular. so. I'll continue uh, doing it this way with guests and also with the solo podcast, unless the video just looks really bad. Okay, so what I thought I would do today is respond to a comment uh, from a YouTube viewer of the last episode. And I'd like to use this comment to explain a couple things. One, uh, a little more detail about what we talked about in certain respect, and also how people perceive reality or what they think is reality or how they perceive their experiences. And we all do this to some extent. We perceive our experiences based on our karma based on our history, based on what's happened in the past, right? We grow up in a particular situation and we have certain experiences and those experiences 
cause us to look at things in a particular way. And so we start doing what we call projections. We start projecting our own experiences onto whatever the current situation is. And this listener, this viewer, uh, did a similar thing. They they commented. We'll start by reading part of the comment. I don't think I'll read the whole comment, uh, but it was in the, the in regards to last episode where. Benjamin Steele and I had a conversation about how to deal with life in these chaotic times and what we really need to do and and how to live a healthy life mentally and physically. So if you haven't watched or listened to this episode, I recommend it. It was a really good episode. I I enjoyed our conversation, and I, I think many of the viewers and listeners did from the feedback that I received. But this one comment is in regards to when I was talking about balance and what happens in society. You can see this in in the culture, in politics, right? One political party wins and they go to one extreme and then the world doesn't or, or the society, the culture doesn't like this. So then the next election, it swings back the other direction and then that uh, party goes to some extremes, and so then it just kind of keeps going back and forth because what it's really trying to do is is we're trying to find that balance, that middle ground to say, where is the balance? And we do this in everything. In fact, if you listen, go back and listen to the episode I did on the mind, we have the positive, the negative, and the neutral mind. And what we want to do is we want to have all of these in balance because when they're not in balance, then our perception and our attention gets corrupted. So if if our positive mind is, is, is overly positive, we start maybe being more impulsive or we take too many risks because we, we see all this possibility. And similarly, if the negative mind is too negative, then we don't take any chances because we see the risk and everything, and so that prevents us from doing any, doing anything. But we need to have these imbalance where we use this negative mind to evaluate what are the risks, what is going to happen if this situation happens like this or like that, and then with the positive mind, what are the benefits? What can I get out of this? What can I uh, provide in this experience? And then we should take this information in, and with the neutral mind, when the positive and the negative are balanced, with the neutral mind is then make the decision. And so it's, it's like you have two employees working for you, and you tell one employee, okay, find out all the negative things of this situation that can go wrong. And then you have another employee, you say, now I want you to find all the positive things that can go right in this situation, what what possibilities there are. And then when they bring these back to you, you take them and you look at them, you say, okay, how do I balance this? What is the positive? What is the negative? And you do this from the neutral mind, without judgment, without uh, expectation, without really looking at this from the positive negative, but learning how to balance these two to make a, a complete decision. And this is challenging for most people, because of their experiences. And, and you change, 
depending on the period of your life, if you go through a period of life where it's very challenging, then the negative mind starts to get cultivated and starts to see the risk in everything. And almost to some extent, if you go to extremes, you get paralyzed. You don't want to wake up in the morning. You don't want to face the day. You don't want to take any risks. And so your life is very disconnected. And and similarly, if we have this overly positive mind, we may be too gullible, we may be too impulsive, we may be taking risks that we shouldn't be taking and getting us into lots of trouble. And so we need to really have this balance. And I'm talking about this because this is what I was expressing in in this uh, last episode of the podcast with Benjamin. We're talking about we need to find balance. Where is the balance? Because you look at this culture now, and one extreme is trying to go one way, and the other extreme is going the other way. And I brought up this idea of masculine and feminine, right? And I said, these also need to be balanced, not just in society, but within each person. Because if you have one extreme or the other, it doesn't work out well. When we can see from the history of the world, even current hist- current uh, situations in some parts of the world where the masculine is dominating and it is really not a healthy place, right? You look at the extremes maybe in the Middle East or some places like this where the women ha- can't even drive by themselves or, or can't be alone uh, without uh, a guardian or, or some situation like that. And this is not healthy. This is not a good society. It's not good for either participant. You know, the the masculine or the male may think that this is good to be in control, but it's really harming them as well. Because how well can you really know yourself if you're inhibiting the feminine and not just the women, but the feminine aspect of yourself, right? And, And this happens with people as well, because in every man and woman, you need to have this balance of femininity and masculinity. And so this person wrote in response to what I was talking about, because I I did talk about, we hear a lot in, in yoga, you hear this a lot, that the future is feminine. And this is what I was commenting on, right? The future is feminine. I said, this is not a healthy way to to look at it. I understand that the women are doing this to kind of empower themselves and to to uh, stand up for their rights or their position in society, and this is good. I, I appreciate this. However, if you truly focus on, okay, the future is, is feminine, then what happens to the masculine? And what it, where is the balance? And it's it's no different, really, than saying that the future is masculine. Right, because you don't want one extreme. It's not going to be a healthy society. We're going to have different types of problems. Sure, we need to compensate for the history of the lack of, or the I don't know if you want to say restrictions or or the issues that women have to deal with. We do want to compensate for this, and we do want to make adjustments. And we see this with the Me Too movement. We see this, and you look at universities now, females outnumber the males in the universities. So it is 
changing in society. Maybe it's it's not changing as fast as some people would like, but it is changing. And I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying that it's balanced now because I, I don't think it is, but we're getting, we're moving towards there, I, I feel. And this is good, but we have to stop at that balance and not keep going to the other extreme. And this is what my comment was. And this person commented on the video on YouTube, says, wow, I really wonder, where do you guys live? If you are under the impression that the pendulum is going far to the feminine side. In my world, it hasn't even reached equilibrium and is still far from it. And she goes on to talk about uh, some issues she had with a former employer and being pregnant and, and some things like this, which I, I don't know the details. She may be 100% right that the problems she had at work were, were difficult problems and they were not, they were the fault of the company, of the male company. I, I, I don't know. But what is interesting is this first part where she says, I really wonder where you guys live if you're under the impression that the pendulum is going far to the feminine side. Now, I never said it, it was going there. I said, if we focus on this idea of the future as feminine, there's a, a greater possibility that eventually we'll get over the, the middle part, over the equilibrium, and go past it, and this won't be healthy for society. And so I never said that we have reached there, and I never said that there aren't issues. And even when we reach the equilibrium, or the, the middle point, the neutral spot, where the feminine and masculine are balanced, it doesn't mean that there's not going to be any issues either way. Because this is just the, the, the world we live in. How many people are in this world? We have so many experiences that even if it is perfectly balanced, there's bound to be one problem or two problems or a handful. I don't know how many problems, but it, it's, it's never going to be perfect. But to say that I said or, or that Benjamin said that it's already balanced and we're going too far to the other side is a projection. And this is what I really wanted to, to focus on, is how we project based on our history. And she explicitly writes about her history, about when she was pregnant and some problems at work where they didn't renew her contract because they saw that she was pregnant. And, and this may be true, I, I don't know. But let's, let's assume that it is true. This doesn't change what we said. And we said we should find the balance. We didn't say we were at the balance. But this woman projected her experiences onto what we said. And this is quite common. We do this all the time. Uh, I don't know how many times I've counseled someone and, and then saw them maybe later and they said, oh, I did what you said. And they said something that I had never said. And it's just because we listen through this kind of corrupted version of our experience. And it's really a problem with communication. And we and I did an episode on communication, a couple episodes. One was nonviolent communication. But there was another one, the solo podcast I did about communication, and I'll put a link in the episode description, where I talked about the aspects of communication. The first one is listening. And people discount this so often that 
they don't think about this as a form of communication or as an aspect of communication. And how you listen will really de- affect how you communicate. And what really ha- what typically happens is people hear something and then one word may stick out in their mind or a theme may stick out in their mind or a feeling they're getting from this experience. And then while this person is talking, they're thinking about this idea or they're reliving this experience. Like maybe this woman was doing when she saw this aspect of the podcast, she started to relive. I don't know how far ago or how long ago this happened to her but maybe she started to relive the feelings from this experience. And so it made her start to think about what happened and she just started projecting this on onto what we had said. And like I said, this is quite common in everyday communication because instead of listening, we're thinking about what we should be saying next. We're not really in the moment and we're projecting based on our experiences. And so when we think about communication, we have to remember that this first part of communication is listening. And I recommend listening without judgment, which is very difficult, but just to listen, just to take in the information, take in what is being said. Then once you take in this information, then you can evaluate it. Okay, so this person said this and this, and then as you're evaluating it, the important step is to think about how your experiences may be projected onto this issue or this topic or this theme. So you would have to ask yourself, what relationship do I have to this experience or this theme that we're talking about? And how would this experience of my of mine affect how I see things? And then once how I see them is how I respond to them. Because you may say something very innocently to someone and all of a sudden they get very angry or they get very emotional and you don't know why. And it's because they took it a particular way and it touched something within them. And so it's important, even if you're the other aspect, the other part of the communication is to just be aware of how this person is reacting to what you say. Are there certain themes that may provoke or instigate uh, some kind of reaction? And if there are, okay, well, how do I phrase this in a way that might be more gentle or might be more open to this person understanding? And so maybe we could have specified more clearly, but I think it was quite clear that we were just looking for balance. We weren't saying that the feminine is, is too much. We've gone too far feminine in society. Maybe, and, and there are aspects, maybe this is, it might be true. But generally speaking, no, this is not true. I didn't say this, and, I, and this person read into this because they were projecting their experiences. So go through your own communication and see how you're doing this when you start to get irritated by something that maybe someone else would not get irritated by, or you start to feel emotional or sad or happy, but something kind of strongly about something, say, well, why do I feel this so strongly? What is it about this experience that is making me feel this way? And then how is this affecting my response, my communication, my expression? And you'll find that 
This is very important because these emotions or these feelings, these vibrations that we get that we call emotions, are not there to dictate your behavior, but to focus your attention like a flashlight. So if you feel something very strongly, some light should come on in the mind and say, okay, what is happening right now? And why am I having this emotional reaction? And in order to do this, you have to not react. And we talked about this in, in uh, many episodes that you need to act, but not react. Learn to take in what is happening and then say to yourself, okay, I'm feeling this emotion. You don't even have to name it, but I'm feeling this sensation. And one way to really learn how to tune in the mind is to say, where is the sensation in the body? Do I feel it in my throat, my chest? Do I feel it in my stomach? Do I feel it in my back? Where do I, I feel the sensation? And this is how we want to cultivate our mind to be sensitive so we can feel what is happening and, and be able to be aware of it, the subtleties of it. Because like I said, it, your body is just trillions of atoms vibrating, being projected. And every millimeter of your body, there's a sensation because vibration causes sensation. And so everything, every movement you make, every sound you make, every thought you have causes a, a unique vibration. And once you can tune into the subtleties of this vibration, then you could recognize it around the body and you could learn how to deal with it in this physical or, or this biological way once you have really control of the prana. But then one, once you feel the sensation, even if you can't feel the subtleties of it, but you feel some things, even if it's just sadness or happiness or it doesn't need a name. But the next question is then, what is this feeling trying to get me to do or not do? Well, it's trying to get me to yell at this person, or it's trying to get me to eat when I'm not hungry, or it's trying to get me to uh, avoid this situation. Or it's trying to get me to not say anything when I should be saying something. And so once you recognize what this feeling is trying to get you to do, you've figure out half this pattern. And this half of the pattern is, how am I managing these emotions? And this is what our life is. It's about managing these emotions. We get so caught up in the management of these emotions that they are strong attachments to behaviors. And these behaviors are the, the, the manifestation of these management of emotions. But if instead we can feel them and we could recognize what this feeling is trying to get us to do or not do. And then with the mind, the neutral mind, we say, well, what is the right thing to do in this situation? And if you can do this, decisions become easier. Uh, awareness becomes better because then you start to see these themes. You start to see these habit patterns. And then you can recognize that they're happening and how to not react but really act. And then what you're doing is you're breaking these habit patterns because it's this attachment you have to this reaction, this judgment, I like this or I don't like this. And this affects not only your verbal communication, but it affects your expression in life. It affects your capacity to be free. It affects 
every aspect of your life. This is really the entire life is kind of controlled by the reaction to these feelings through your behavior, which becomes your habit patterns or your addictions. And so for this person who responded this way, she should really look at, before she responded, is what did they really say? And how am I affected based on my experience? And am I really projecting this experience? Is this exactly what they said or isn't it? And like I said, this is really a big part of communication. One of the biggest parts is listening. Then the second part of communication is how I process this information. Am I processing this influenced in a negative way or influenced in a, in a particular way based on my karma, based on my history, based on other experiences I've had, or based on my desires or aversions of the future? Right, All these things that take us away from the present. Then once we evaluate that, then is how do we communicate our response? How do we communicate in a way that has no judgment? And this is the episode we did about nonviolent communication. How do I communicate to this person in a loving way, in a way that is not judging in a way that is just trying to clarify something or to get closer to this person. And so this person could have maybe communicated this idea a little more open or loving. It wasn't, she wasn't very harsh. It wasn't a harsh response uh, by any means. I've seen very harsh responses on, on the comments and on the internet, and I'm sure everyone else has as well. But she could have maybe expressed it a slightly different. But again, the big part of this is, is that she was projecting what we said, and so she took a few of the words that we said and she said, and then attached herself and her experiences to these and then got very personal with what had happened to her. And, and if these things happened to her, I'm sorry that they did, and they, they shouldn't have, this is not right. Um, you should, you know, your pregnancy shouldn't really affect the employment contract. I don't know all the legalities to this, but uh, yeah, of course, no one wants something like this to happen. And and again, we need to find this balance where this doesn't happen. If we went too extreme the other way, then maybe the the women would be causing similar issues like this to the men, and we don't want that either. And we don't want men causing issues to the women in the workplace or anywhere else for that matter. And so this is why we need to find this balance. And and it's it's a challenging thing. But what we can do to begin this is find the balance within yourself. Learn how to cultivate not just the masculine if you're a man or the feminine if you're a woman, but both of those within inside yourself. And, and this is the balance. And we see this in, in some of the depictions of some Hindu gods. There's one that has, uh, that is both man and, and woman, right? And, and so this is really trying to find that balance or, or depicting the balance of the feminine and masculine. And, and this is what we could do as a society. But start with the individuals and 
learn how to communicate this with love to everyone in your life, not just certain people, not just in certain situations, but in all situations, find that balance. I'd like to tell you about Sing Flutes. These are flutes that are made by me. They're handcrafted Native American-style flutes designed for sound healing. The flutes are tuned to the frequency of 432 hertz, the harmonic intonation of nature. The fundamental note of each flute is in a key to vibrate a particular chakra. Whether you are playing for others or yourself, listening to 432 hertz music resonates inside the body. In fact, they did a medical study where they hooked people up to a brain and heart monitor and played different instruments to them. The Native American-style flute had the most impact in relaxing them. If you're a yoga teacher, it's a great instrument to incorporate into your classes. What I do is I have an app on my iPad that has the sounds of nature, and I'll put on the sounds of rain and play over this to the students at the end of the class. It's a very intuitive instrument to play. There's no musical knowledge necessary to get started. Each flute is unique since they're handmade. I put different artwork on them. I put mantras on them related to the chakras that they're tuned to. So go check them out at singflutes.com, S-I-N-G-H-F-L-U-T-E-S.com. Use the discount code, the story of me podcast and get 10% off. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the program. Again, if you enjoy the podcast, please rate and review it on iTunes and share it with a friend. If you know someone that you think would enjoy this, please share it with them. And if you're watching this on YouTube and Rumble, please like and subscribe. If I get enough subscribers on Rumble, I'll be able to do live episodes there and take questions, your calls, and this will be interesting and fun. So we can do that. So please do that. And also, please make a donation. Help support this podcast. I rely on the generosity from you, the viewers and listeners, and you are able to provide some help to keep this podcast going. You can go to the storyofmepodcast.com and on the contact page, there's a donate button. You can donate in any currency, including Bitcoin, to help keep me out of the system but make a contribution. I'll put a link in the episode description. And it could be the price of a yoga class. It could be more or less. Whatever you want to give, whatever you feel that you've gotten from this podcast, please share it with me. Help me continue this program. Okay. Until the next time, from the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding, allow love to be the current that carries your words and actions. Why? Why? Why?